hello, hashtag Verse TV family. And welcome to week 169. I'm Aaron Mack, and we're doing something a little differently for the song that's in mm. your mind this week, because in honor of Renaissance by Beyonce, we are doing the song that's in our mind, i.e. our favorite song from Beyonce's newest album, Renaissance. And I will say for me, my favorite song is Move. Initially, I, I, I wasn't sure what it will be. And I, I it wasn't until I was on the bus this weekend because I, I catch the bus because, you know, trying to stay active and stuff. And I got on the bus and um, I was listening to that song and I was like, hmm. Well, I, I was listening to the whole album and then that song came up and I was like, oh, move, 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 move. You better move, move. Some, 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 some. And um, I, I'm like, wow. And honestly, what I first thought about when that song came on was it brought me back all the way to college when uh, Ludacris had the song uh, Move, Be, Get Out the Way. And I remember my dad saying, you know, what is this music world coming to? Because hmm. now we're just talking about move, be, get out the way. That is so impolite. And I was like, all right, dad, I know that's right. But y yes, yes, y well, you know, that's that's what that reminded me of. And also, I love Thames. Thames is a new Nigerian singer and um, she is amazing and goodness gracious to be new and getting uh, go on Beyonce's first album, that is an amazing opportunity. So that's wonderful. Um, and she's wonderful. And also a move is featuring Tim's and Grace Jones. So that's just an amazing thing. And we'll get more into the album later. But next we will go to Kevin. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Kevin. Um, and my favorite song of the album, and I still don't want to say this wrong, but I believe the exact name is Break My Soul. All right, cool. I wasn't sure if it was that or Break Your Soul, I forgot. But um, yeah, I like the song, and it was just it just kind of took me back, like, and I ain't talking about far, like I think it was like a week or two when in the video, in the video that was playing, it was a very little boy, probably toddler um and he was singing that song with some conviction 
And yeah, that I thought that was adorable when the kid did it, but I like the song also. Yeah, it, it, it's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, and let's get this show on the road, shall we? Hashtag Verse TV family. It's week 169. And our first topic. To marry somebody who is your equal and to marry somebody and to be with somebody who wants you to win as much as you want them to win. I was talking to a good friend of mine earlier today about thinking about marriage like we think about sports and like you picking your team, right? I mean, my husband is my teammate, and if, if we are going to win this game together, he has to be strong, and he has to be okay with me being strong. I do not want a weak player on my team, nor does he. But sometimes, sometimes we accept weak in one another because it feels easy, you know? And be cautious of the man or woman who wants just the easy person. The person who's not going to force them to grow. The person who's not going to expect them to change. Who's not going to hold them accountable. Because if you want to be on a winning team, just like you pick somebody, you wouldn't pick somebody off the bench who just going to show up weak. You want to pick somebody who is going to carry you through. And those are the things that get you over the hard times. It's the basic core of who the person is. So it's not just about how much money they make. Or what their title is we get lost in that kind of stuff and we sometimes wind up with the wrong people because somebody could have the right title and the right salary and the wrong heart yes. the wrong soul the wrong <laughs> to marry somebody who is your equal all right and that repost is coming from at danielle renee withers and she's a fellow Howard Bison, so shout out to her. And that was, of course, our illustrious former first lady, Michelle Obama. And I will actually, well. Oh, all right. I'm going to step in real quick. Say this, and just that when I first saw the video, I agreed with Mrs. Obama, 100%. Because if you marry somebody and you more or less want them on your team, they should be willing to pretty much participate and just show their leadership qualities when it comes to it. All right, and I will say, wow, yes. So my initial reaction, as far as Danielle Renee Withers, she said in in the post underneath the video on her page, she explained that she has found her king love, love King, and that, that's a beautiful thing. And she's with First Lady Michelle Obama, former First Lady, former First Lady Michelle Obama. And 
I love what uh, Michelle Obama had to say, former first lady Michelle Obama, because I, I love her and her husband. And also I'll say, yes, hair. And I'll say, yes, she is right. And if you're unequally yoked with your partner, that is a problem. And yet yeah, that, that's getting kind of biblical terminology to say unequally yoked. But if you're with a partner who, you need to be with a partner who equally inspires you as you inspire them and won't bring you down for what you're doing. Especially if, if you're like a creative person, you don't want a partner who is going to hate, I, I feel badly for using this term, but hate on your creativity. You know, you should have a partner who inspires you now uh, as you inspire them. Now, I will say this. She did mention that it does take work. And that makes me think of, as far as my personal connection, how I think of Kevin Samuels, PG County's own uh, Melanie King and Kendra G. And now I see that it can be like problematic just wishing, wishful thinking to say that you need to mess with this match because going back to what Michelle Obama said, it does take work. It's not just a magical find, but it does take work. And that reminds me of this old saying that I heard years ago of the three main things that you need to make any relationship work. And they are the three basic things. One, you need to have a mutual desire to make a relationship work. It kind of is like that to go without saying, but it, it doesn't always, it's not always said. So yes, you have to have a mutual desire to make a relationship work. And you have to have a mutual attraction to each other's uniqueness. And, you know, something like, oh, I love your unique birthmark. You love my unique birthmark birthmark twins, you know? And third is you need to be passionate about the same thing. So, there needs to be something that you're both equally passionate about. I'm sorry, I'm over time, but I'll, I'll finish this really quickly. And in terms of that, it's like, like you might, he might be a staunch Democrat, you might be a staunch Republican, but you're both passionate about politics. So that that can be a good connection. Anyway, um, Kevin said what you had to say. So do you want a one minute? No, I'm good. Okay. And next up is uh, this one. Yes, sir. My name is Jazz and I was assigned male at birth. At age two, I expressed I knew I was a girl. At age five, I began my social transition. And today, despite living my life as a proud trans woman, my children's book, I Am Jazz, is banned all over the country. Legislators ban the book out of fear that it will recruit or brainwash kids into being LGBTQ+. It does not. The book is about identity and it helps so many transgender youth learn about their personal self-identity and who they are. And it helps families better support their transgender child 
and friends better support their transgender friends. LGBTQ plus people belong. Allowing us to share our stories creates a more inclusive and welcoming world for all people. My name is Jazz and I'm- Oh, right. And that comes from, as we see, Gay Magazine. G-A-Y-E Magazine. All right. And so as far as that's concerned, my initial reaction was, ooh, I just got the timer. <laughs> it's so much. I'm kidding. But um, my initial reaction was, Yes, absolutely. The book should be allowed to be any and everywhere. Come on, it's 2022. And as it connects to myself, I, I thought about myself as a kid and how I, when I was a kid, honestly, I don't think I've said this on the channel before, but I'm saying it now, I didn't want to be Black because I was always the only black kid in all of the, well, the majority of my social circles. And I, I just didn't want to be black. And I remember I, I would wear like long hair on my head because I, I did not like the fact that everyone else in class has hair that moves and blows in the wind, but me. And I would put on, I, I would wear shirts upside down on my head and run around the house with that. And I remember one time my mom asked me, she was like, Aaron, when you do the shirts on your head as hair, is it because you want to be a woman or because you want to be white? And the truth was because I wanted to be white, but I told her, well, it's because I wanna be a woman because I didn't wanna seem like I was anti-black. So I was like, well, you know, I could still be a black woman and have hair that I could do that with, like all of my classmates. But that that's another story in and of itself. And I, I felt that if a book like that had come across me at that time, I might have been like, okay, being a trans woman would help me find my way better. But then I thought about it a little more and, and for, one, fortunately, mothers always know. So I'm sure my mom knew. And, and that, that's why she didn't go with me too much down that road. She was like, okay, Aaron, if you say so. Because she, she knew, mothers know, she knew that I, I just, like, she even got me, like, an Africa shirt before. And I never wore that shirt, ever, because I didn't want to be black. Anyway, but um, in closing this out, I'll say it's kind of like heterosexuality is everywhere, you know? So to feel like, oh, well, that book is going to make people want to be trans. Well, heterosexuality is everywhere, but it doesn't stop the little gay kids from being gay, just like it didn't stop me, even though I tried my best. There was a time that I was trying very much to fight against it, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I say uh, heteros, well, not heteros, people who are against this book, get over yourself. Get over yourself, <laughs> goodbye.
and <laughs> allow this book because come on people are going to be who they are kevin uh yeah um just gonna make sure all right so like i personally have been a fan of jazz for a few years now and like i fully agree with um i fully agree with her i personally cannot stand um the folks who act like gays are out recruiting because we so are not um and why do but um why do some keyword some heterosexuals um get so concerned about what we do in the bedroom because last time I checked it wasn't their business just like they wouldn't want us in their bedroom but um this is all concerned about gay men and women um turning turning straight people out um and no that really gonna make sure I get this right um all right no that is as far as turning people out which I never fully believed in but either way it's a two-way street um no one could be turned out if they were never curious in the first voice and that's my sense and I will take a quick one minute, probably 30 seconds to ask you. So Jazz is like an activist and stuff. I, I, I didn't realize that. Well, I, I guess it makes sense, you, you know, since she has a book on being transgender, but I, 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 I didn't realize that, that she is like out there like, like this is my first time coming across her, honestly, honestly, sorry. And maybe I've been living under a rock, but Kevin? Yeah, she, um, and I forget the network it was on. She did have a show, was more or less, about her, I guess, her life, her highs and lows, um, being transgender and going up to the correct term is 
bottom surgery. Interesting. Wow, I do have more to say about that. <laughs> so, um, so she's done the top and the bottom surgery. That that's so interesting because I, I know some somebody who we follow actually is a transgender man, and mm -hmm. he he had a video talking about how very painful his experience was with transitioning with the uh, bottom surgery, mm -hmm. because that is a thing. And it's like, wow, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want somebody to feel pain. It's my understanding that can be a very painful surgery, potentially for some. In, anyway, do you have anything else to say on that for a 30 second? Um, yeah, actually, just that, um, like I said, she, and get well, I guess somewhat recently had the bottom surgery and she had the top surgery years ago. And this was someone she even said to herself, she knew she was trained like pretty much from the get go, like at age two. She knew she wanted to be a girl. Well, so, uh, mm -hmm. oh, um, just like that's just what she wanted, and she always stuck with it. Um, and I remember during the show, she was saying the problem with any trans youth is when they reach puberty that's when things start changing yeah yeah her her transition um i i i'll say like i won't say that um she is a beautiful woman i, I i'll give yeah. her yeah absolutely and, and that's it but as as far as top surgery, I, I, I didn't think top surgery. I, I didn't think trans women had to do a top surgery. I, I thought it was just the hormones that make them grow breasts. But they actually have to get breasts surgically implanted in. Well, I guess that makes sense. And just yeah. like other people who are not trans do breast augmentation. So that, that, I guess that makes sense. Top and bottom surgery. All right, friend. Well, do you have anything else to say on that before we move on to number three? Um, just that one, I've always believed this. Uh, Jess, in general, she is a very, very beautiful woman. And as always, man, I'm not taking that from her. Yeah. Yeah. They, they say when you start your, and, and this is so controversial, but they say when you start your hormones and stuff at a younger age, mm. it takes off better than, than when you do it at an older age. But it, 
it, it, it's a, a difficult thing, but but you know, you, you just gotta. I don't want to say you just gotta do you, you know, but um, you you've gotta find your way. You know, I, I remember one of the guests that that we had on the show one time, who um, and his name come oh man, because. Anyway, oh, Michael X. Ward, um, when he was on the show, he had, uh, we had somebody else, and I feel badly, his name's not going to come to mind, but he was saying that it's, he, he felt uncomfortable with the idea of people transitioning at a young age, and he was like, would you, how would you feel like if you had to transition at a young age or something along those lines. And Michael X. Ward's response, which I think was actually very good, he was like, that's not my journey. You know, but that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be allowed for those who it is their journey. But for me, my journey is as a homosexual man, you know? It's like, wow, okay, okay, I get that. So... Anyway, anyway, but um, yeah. All right. Hashtag Verse TV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, AKA Basic Complexity. Hashtag Verse TV family. Hashtag Verse TV. It's week 169.